Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 23. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast devoted to answering all of your questions about having a virtual assistant, being a little bit better at delegating things out, outsourcing all of that good jazz. And my friends, I have had several interviews back to back to back, and it's been a while since I've just come before the microphone just to share what's on my mind as it relates to having a virtual assistant and to share with you some updates. And one of the things I want to let you know is that my wife just recorded episode number 141 of a podcast that we do, uh, that she does, called The Full-Time Mom. And then you can find that over at fulltimemompodcast.com. And uh, just look for episode number 141. If you listen to that, of course, she got off to a rocky start. She wasn't too happy with me, I think, at the very beginning of that episode. But anyway, if you listen to that episode, it's very cool because she actually mentions uh, or she reads an email that she had got from my virtual assistant, Andrea, because not only does she work for me, but she she also takes a great interest in and a lot of the things that we're doing here, and she listens to Stephanie's podcast, Full-Time Mom, and sent in some wonderful feedback. And uh, you get to hear Stephanie say, you know what, I've never met Andrea, but man, she, she, I, I love her and what she has, and what she means to our family and to this business. And, and my friends, you can't get a better recommendation of a virtual assistant than, than when my wife says, wow, I am really excited about what Andrea does for us. So very cool, very happy to know that Stephanie finds the value and the benefit there, as do I. Uh, One of the things I'll give you an update on is that Andrea is just about complete, uh, almost nearly complete, probably more than two-thirds of the way through with my very first ebook. Uh, she's she's working on transcribing. She had had somebody uh, transcribe one of my video training tutorials, and then she's taking all of the information that's in that, and she is creating an ebook for me. Now, of course, when she hands it to me, I have I have no doubt that I'll probably still personally have to carve out a couple hours of my time, if not even you know a couple hours a week for a couple weeks, to really turn it into what I think is going to be. Uh, something that could eventually turn into a book, uh, the beginnings of the book. But I am really enjoying uh, the fact that she's working on this and she's using spare cycles. Uh, in fact, I, the other day she gave sent me an email. She goes, hey, I'd, I'd, I want to let you know if you want to get this done, if you're not concerned about going over, um, on our, you know, the allotted hours that you purchase per month, I could just go ahead and knock this out of the park for you and get it done. And I, and I wrote her back and I said, you know, at this time I'd, I'd like to stay within, you know, the, the hours that I have pre-ordered and what I want to make sure of, and, and I communicated this to her is like, listen, I have 30 hours per month and I'm not great at math. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my iPad in front of me. And so this is the way I think of it. Let's just say there's an average of four weeks in the month. So if you take 30 hours and you divide that by four, 
what I'd like to do is I would like to budget it to where you have a you know approximately 7.5 hours per week or or you know at least seven hours a week that are available. That way I know that you know come the end of the month I want to make sure that that final week that you know there's still enough hours for you to do the the regular repetitive tasks and those tasks are the ones that are most important to me. So I said, you know, she, she, for example, she does a lot of the posting of all of our podcasts that I produce on Thursdays, and uh, she does my bookkeeping work for me. She takes all the PayPal uh, payments that come in for gspn.tv plus membership, and she enters all that manually into my QuickBooks online. And, and, so I, and those things take a good chunk of the amount of t- time that she works on for me. And also, she handles a lot of my equipment sales process. And so that can take up a good portion of her time. And she's been doing this for me for long enough that she knows how much time on average she devotes to those tasks. And so what I've asked her to do is to say, I said, you know, I want to make sure that every single week with the allotted, with the number of hours that I've personally signed up for, I want to make sure that every week there's always enough built in within that amount of time to do those tasks. Those are the priority tasks. If I ever give you any other tasks, such as creating an ebook or or something like that, if you happen to have 20 hours of free time one week and I've asked you to create an ebook for me, I don't want you to spend 20 hours creating that ebook. Instead, I want you to limit that. Let's just say limit the work on the ebook to maybe two hours a week. Uh, and that way it's spread out over time. This isn't something that's a high priority for me. If it were a high priority, then we can talk about, you know, it's like, hey, we, I realize we might go over, but hey, this is gonna turn into a huge moneymaker and it's it, it'll all wash out in the end. So what I'm sh- the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because when you have a virtual assistant on retainer like I do, you really have to just communicate what the expectations are. And as soon as I shared that, you know, that information about uh, prioritizing the tasks, making sure that we're equally budgeting the number of hours per week, given the number of, mo- you know, weeks in the month, so that every- so that basically I'm asking her to say, you know, hey, I want to make sure that you're able to always accomplish these, you know, four or five tasks. I want to make sure that these are always taken care of, included and in- in- in taken care of within the amount of hours that I have on retainer each month. And I, and what I want to do is I've got these extra tasks that are for your spare cycles. These And what I mean by that is that if you have some extra time left over within a given week, then here's some projects. And these projects will be, I mean, I've, I can throw you projects that'll keep you busy, you know, all day long, every day of the week. I mean, that, that's not a problem. We can find things to, for you to do. But I had to communicate, and what I wanted to communicate is that I want to make sure that, you know, we always are able to get things done within the amount of time that I've currently set up. That That's where I'm budgeting my expenses and, and anything beyond that right now. I've got other priorities. Um, but, you know, things are working out extremely well. And, and I love the fact that, you know, I know that I can throw a task and I've got plenty of hours uh, of Andrea's time to do those things, and and if she happens to be working on my ebook, and I have something that comes up right away, I know that she can just put that aside and work on this high high priority task that has just you know kind you know kind of just appeared out of nowhere. 
which I don't know about you, but those those kind of happen for for me sometimes. You know, it's like you wake up in the morning, you you plan out your entire day, you know exactly how it's going to look, and then all of a sudden something happens, and the you know pretty much it just takes up the rest of your day. Well, guess what? It doesn't always have to be that way because now. I find that I I plan I look at my calendar and say okay these are the two to do items that I have I look at my email and then I'm like okay these are the two to do items that I have and then I I look at the list and say okay which of these items can I hand over to Andrea to take care of and 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 I I give those to Andrea and I work on the things that I work on and then occasionally something will come up you know that that one thing it's like oh not how how does this happen and I will tell you more often than not, those things that come up that would normally derail your plans for the day, they can be handled by a virtual assistant, at least one that you can trust and, and that you know is there and, and is, is concerned about your business almost as much as you are. And, and I want to say something to that because that's one, of the, that's one of the things that I was really concerned about when I hired a virtual assistant. I really thought it would be impossible to get somebody to care about my business as much as I care about my business. And you know what? I'm still going to argue. I, I mean, I don't know that Andrea really cares about my business the way that I care about my business. But here's what I will say. And, and I don't think it's possible because, I mean, it's it's my business. It's it's my baby. It's like it's just like, you know, nobody cares about your kids as much as your kids. And, and it's it's almost like that's how... I feel about my business is like I, I'm really protective of it. I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes to to make sure that it's well. But I have noticed characteristics within Andrea that obviously state that you know what she really does care about my business, and 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 I've seen this in in instances where you know for example I, I'll get way behind because I might be playing around with the chat room and instead of processing my files in between episodes I'm instead playing with new technology and so I don't get my new podcasts <laughs> all uploaded until the end of the day and I, there was one week where that had happened and she was planning to take a Friday off now the great thing about having my virtual assistant is that I, she works for a firm that has other VAs and of course they're trained and they can back they can do the things that I've you know asked Andrea to do personally though I'm glad that that's there but I hope to never have to use my backup VA I I, I don't I don't know I mean I'm sure I could trust them to to read the manual and to do some things but I I really like Andrea doing my work for me I personally I've never had to turn to the to the backup source of 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 help uh and when Andrea says that she's taken Friday off, I consider that, well, you know, I'm just not going to send anything over that way. I don't know if that's something that will change over time, but I'm glad to know that the safety net is there. But at the same time, I hope to never have to use it. Uh, so one of the one things that I, I did see is uh, she was taking a Friday off and, you know, I, I had basically said, you know, hey, don't worry about this. I, I'm going to upload these after dinner. But uh, you know, if you if you don't get time to do it, enjoy your day off. Don't don't worry about it. And she goes, well, if you get up, if you get it up in a in a reasonable amount of time, if it's before such and such time, just let me know, and and I'll go ahead and put those up for you. And see, that's that's a quality of somebody who cares about my business in a very real way. You know, did she have to do that? No. Could she have just said, you know, hey, just send them over, and 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 you know, whoever's covering for me is going to to take care of that. But no, she 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 took it upon herself. She knows what my comfort level is, and I'm very happy with Andrea. And so things are continuing to go 
extremely well with my own personal use of having a virtual assistant. So there's my update. Now, what I want to do is I want to turn to the voicemail feedback hotlines. And of course, as you know, I've been telling you guys ever since episode one that we're here to answer your questions, to take your feedback, to hear how things are going, hear your experience in having a virtual assistant. And you can always do that by giving us a call at 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number 859-795-4067. And uh, we're going to just turn to the phone lines because I've done a lot of interviews and I want to let you know we got six pieces of audio feedback that have accumulated here. So let's turn to Mark and see what Mark has to say. Hey, Cliff. This is for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. This is Mark in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Just want to pass the word along. Um, Got the VA going, um, uh, actually through CVA. Um, An interesting thing, uh, first VA that was assigned, she was good and everything. It it just... just didn't match. I didn't get the the good feeling that I felt like I had everything I needed. Um, so I contacted CVA, and uh, and about 24 hours later, they got me hooked up with a uh, another a VA uh, who happened to be Holly, which I heard on your uh, show last time. And uh, looks like it's going to be a real good match. Just want to encourage people when you when you do start looking for a VA, make sure it's a match, and don't be afraid to ask uh, you know to change or take the extra time to make sure the person you're working with that you're going to work well with, and it has everything that you need to get things accomplished. And the CBA made me feel real good and, and uh, completely understood. It was nothing wrong with it with the girl that was initially assigned. It just, everyone knows how sometimes you just don't get a, just a perfect fit sometimes. And so I just want to encourage everybody, uh, don't, be, don't be hesitant to, uh, to find that right person to help you get the things done that you need to. That's it. Great show. Mark, thank you very much for that awesome feedback. And number one, I'm glad that you used our sponsor, Contemporary VA. And uh, folks, I do want to say thank you to Contemporary VA for producing the most awesome uh, virtual assistant in the world, Andrea. And and I'm clou- I'm glad and proud. Uh, I guess cloud. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad and proud to be a a customer of Contemporary VA. And I was a customer before I was before they were a sponsor. And actually, I want to let you know uh, I sought them out for the sponsorship of this podcast. And uh, when I told them all about the plans and thoughts that I had behind this, they agreed to sign on immediately. And folks, I have great news. I want to let you know that uh, the contract for Virtual Assistant, the second contract that I've had with them, expires at the end of this month. But guess what? That's okay because we just got yet another contract renewal. So Contemporary VA is sponsoring this podcast for a minimum of the next three months. So for the rest of this year... And uh, I am so excited about that. All right. So thank you, Contemporary VA. And let's move on to Dean Soto. Hey, Cliff. This is Dean Soto from So Totally Business Savvy Podcast. And uh, I had a question for your virtual assistant podcast. And that is, um, have you ever tried Odesk or Elance and so on? I've used them successfully in the past. I, I really like the fact that I'm not stuck to a contract. Um, plus, on Odesk, you have um, the ability to actually see that they're working on something, like your virtual assistant is working on something, so you can verify, yes, they're not just, you know, kind of slacking off. Not that that's a, not that you need to be a, a, you know, a slave driver or anything, but it allows you, you know, to to, to ensure that, you know, you're really getting the value for what you're paying. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just thought. I'd ask you, see what you thought about those services. All right. 
Have a great one. Love your podcast. Do not stop. All right. See ya. Bye. Well, as you heard, uh, Dean, I don't plan on stopping as I, I have secured the sponsorship throughout the rest of this year. Um, and oh, by the way, Mark, real quick, I uh, just want to say regarding um, making sure that you have the right virtual assistant and, and don't be afraid to ask for other, you know, another virtual assistant if the first one doesn't work out. Definitely great information there. And in fact, if anybody's listening in and you're tuning in and you're new to this podcast, I want to encourage you to go to uh, episode 20, which is titled Try Until You Find the Right Virtual Assistant. And then Dean, for you, um, we had an entire episode, as you probably already know by now. Uh, But for those of you who are listening new and you have questions about Odesk and all that stuff and how useful it might be, uh, that's episode 21 we did, uh, completely devoted to Odesk, and uh, that was a very good episode. It opened my eyes to uh, some possibilities there. Uh, and just so you know, I think Contemporary VA even has um, some Odesk-like features and functionalities. I, I forget what they call it, uh, but they have this uh, ability to do um, uh, a virtual panel where you can log in and, and see some stuff that they, they have going on there as well. Anyway, um, let's see here. We're going to move on to the next one, which is Roy. So, Roy, what do you got for us? Hi, Cliff. This is Roy Hill from Kannapolis, North Carolina. I failed to uh, ask you one of my questions on my previous call, which was concerning uh, a personal virtual assistant. This is for the virtual assistant podcast. Um, My question is, one of the things that I would consider having my uh, virtual assistant do would be uh, to take care of some some blogging and some uh, website uh, type tasks just for our personal family website. And as such, one of the things I'd be concerned about would be somebody that had the same values as our family, uh, both religiously, socially, and uh, economically. Uh, and I was just curious as to how you find a, a virtual assistant that, that has those same type values uh, you know, when you're interviewing somebody uh, for a job in a traditional uh, work environment, you can't ask religious and, and social questions like that. And, and I was wondering how you, how you go about finding a personal assistant. Uh, are those things uh, okay to ask and, and, and to try to ascertain when you're trying to find a personal assistant, especially uh, in a situation where I'm looking for it is a, a, personal, a personal virtual assistant, not necessarily a business virtual assistant. Thanks for all your, uh, all your feedback. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, Roy, you're, you've asked a very good question and one where I will tell you that I am personally not an attorney and I don't know a whole lot about employer slash employee law. Um, it's my understanding that you're probably, I, I, of course, I, I don't have any intentions at this time uh, or any time in the near future to hire a, a, uh, a I guess, a full-blown bona fide employee, uh, but I would, uh, I imagine that um, you are able to, or you're not able to uh, decide whether or not to hire somebody and not hire somebody based upon that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know enough about employment law. Uh, But I haven't heard about whether or not you, I mean, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, leave me some audio feedback if you you want, or for those of you in the chat room, um, uh, you can leave feedback immediately in there. But 
if I'm not mistaken, you could always decide on a contractor based upon values. So like, for example, if I wanted to hire somebody to build me a, um, so Heather says you cannot discriminate for age, race, religion, or disability. Okay. So that's for an employee. But if I wanted to have, if I wanted to hire somebody as a contractor, somebody who offers services to build me a website, but that person, you know, you know, whatever their age, race, religion, or disability, I don't, I think I could, I could probably decide, you know, hey, if this person is, you know, has a bunch of websites that's and a personal blog that says, um, uh, you know, if it, if they are, you know, anti-Christian or something like that, uh, I would imagine that I'm able to decide not to to work with somebody like that and actually find somebody who 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 understands my my desire for connection and communication and 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 the the stuff that I want to build into my website. So if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm if I want to, I can I can kind of discriminate based upon religion and and values and stuff like that on who I hired to to make my website for me. Um, now Gordon in our chat room uh, is is an attorney, um, and he says, but values is a valid consideration as long as not tied specifically to religion. Okay, so still religion is is the it 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 issue here. Uh, and let's see, Heather says, but at the same point, how do you, let's see, how do you position that question, whether virtually or in real life? And Andy says, you can discriminate based upon the fact that they're, they're a jerk and you can't work with them. Uh, so I, I guess the idea here is, is, you know, the question is, is it the values or is that that person's religion and are those two t- tied? Here, here's what I know is that when I got on the phone and I actually had a conversation with Andrea, it was very, I, I didn't ask her, are you Christian, you know, and stuff like that. In fact, I, I didn't, I mean, I won't even, well, anyway, I didn't find out until later, you know, what faith she was. I, but I could, it was just clear to me that she shared a lot of the same principles and values that I did and that she she was right on board with some of the things that I was sharing. And, and it was just clear to me that this is somebody I wanted to work with. And so I, I mean, uh, and Gordon says, so you can't ask, do you believe in God or what's your religion? But you can ask about honesty, authenticity, commitment, etc. So Gordon's saying, you know, that you have to be careful about how you're asking questions and stuff like that. But here, here's my thing is that have conversations. Find when you're talking to a virtual assistant, ask them about how they feel about, you know, these kind of things. But I, I guess probably avoiding the the religion uh, question might be good, even even in the event uh, that that that's what you're looking for. Does that make sense? I don't know if I answered that question, but I, I would say that it's fairly easy uh, without asking specifically about religion or race or disability. Uh, just through a couple conversations with somebody, you can really determine, I think, whether or not. Uh, this is somebody who's who's basically got your back and and who's going to be a good representation of you and your brand, your person. Uh, I know that you're you're talking about for a personal virtual assistant. Um, and Andrea says, uh, let's see here. She says, can't you ask for personal references if you can't really tell from an interview? Um, Justin in the chat room says, Justin, you're correct. If in all that's more complex than you can anyway. Some good good discussion there. If anybody has any thoughts on this, the voicemail feedback hotline 
859-795-4067. Think about it. Give it some thought. Write down some, uh, maybe an outline of two or three things. Give me a call. Leave me in, you know, a minute and a half or less voice feedback with your thoughts on on how you can actually hire a virtual assistant based upon somebody who really does share your principles and values without it becoming a legal issue. Because uh, I, I think that's a great question, Roy. And uh, I, I'm just very thankful that, you know, it, it just obviously, it just worked out for me uh, with Andrea. I, I'm, I'm very happy with her. So uh, hopefully you'll find somebody that can be your personal assistant that it'll work out for. So let's move on to Michael. And uh, here's what Michael had to say. This is Michael Carnell from Charleston, South Carolina, calling in reference to the Virtual Assistant Podcast, although I'm primarily a listener of Podcast Answer Man. Um, I was listening to this week's Virtual Assistant Podcast, and you mentioned backing up your Google Docs and that kind of thing. Just thought I would alert you to a service called Backupify. That's backup with Ify at the end, I-F-Y, I-F-F-Y. They will back up all those social media services, can back them up to uh, zip files that they send you or to uh, file locations uh, like Dropbox. It's a great service. You can back up your Twitter screen, your Facebook information, uh, but also your Google Docs and all of the Google contacts and that sort of thing. They'll back up on a regular schedule, unattended backup, so nobody has to forget about it. Again, this is Michael Carnell from the Social Media Monster Podcast in Charleston, South Carolina. And thanks for all your good work, man. All right, Mark, thank you very much for calling in. And I'm so glad that you're listening to the Virtual Assistant Podcast and uh, very glad that you crossed over here from the Podcast Answer Man. And by the way, guys, if you like this podcast, you might be interested in the Podcast Answer Man, especially if you're a small to medium-sized business owner and you want to find out about how you can use this amazing medium to uh, extend your brand and stuff like that. Check it out, podcastanswerman.com. And uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And Backupify. I've heard a lot of great things about Backupify. I personally don't use it at this time. Uh, but I, again, everything I've heard from other people is that they love it. And it is a great way, from what I understand, to back up a lot of your cloud-based computing. So feel free to get that and check it out at Backup. I think it's just Backupify. Dot com and I'll I'll pull that up here back up if I dot com that is b a c k u p i f y dot com and yes that is correct and and uh, so check it out all right so moving along we've got a, a comment here from David Heron about link building hello Cliff this is David Heron with uh, davidheron dot com and I. Just got list, through listening to your latest virtual assistant podcast, uh, and I have some feedback. Um, so this was uh, the interview with I think Jason Van Orden or whatever that name was, uh, and he, you know, it was a lot of inter- interesting information, very interesting to listen to. Uh, but something that kind of set me off was he mentioned several times uh, link building, using uh, virtual assistants for link building. So I have experience with the opposite end of that, of my blog and forum being used as targets for link building. Um, and so, uh, you know, my feedback is that there are, uh, there's probably ethical versions of link building and there's probably unethical versions of link building. For instance, in ProBlogger, the book ProBlogger, they, they talk about 
uh, one way to become more popular is to find uh, blogs or forums that are related to your topic and go and become known on those blogs and forums by posting uh, relevant and useful comments. But something that happens a lot is uh, is somebody, uh, you know, I run a rather large forum that has thousands of people on it, and, uh, and I have a staff of moderators, and one of the things we've noticed is uh, people coming in and, uh, like, gluing together a bunch of uh, seemingly related words and then including a link, and uh, and it's kind of a nonsense posting, but the words are somewhat related to our topic, uh, or or they'll come in and just post something completely unrelated, uh, and and it's really irritating. And it and I've seen uh, indications that uh, there are agencies where uh, people are available to. Uh, just basically go and spam other people's forums and blogs uh, with with links. So there is this seamy side of hiring assistants to do link building. Uh, so that was my feedback. All right. Thank you, David, for your feedback. And I certainly can see your concern. And as somebody who runs multiple websites and niche topics and areas... I'm very cautious and concerned about those kind of things as well. I, I, you, you can leave a comment on any of my sites and it will not show up immediately. I personally moderate each and every comment. And I certainly have seen people try to link build off of my own website. And, 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 and it's just an obvious ploy. I mean, you could tell that they didn't read my post or you can tell they did not listen to my my podcast episode that they're commenting on and it's like oh really great info on this and of course they're just pulling from the title and and then they go on and on and on and it, and it's just clearly it, i mean it's it looks like valuable information but it's so clearly out of context they they just totally didn't you can tell they just didn't read my post at all or listen to the content and it's and it's just clearly there as a Google's result that they found on the topic that I was podcasting about and they they clearly wanted to say hey I want to write on to the link of this and um, you know I, I I totally agree I think I think you need to concern concern yourself with the ethics of of how you're link building although I would say that there are some valuable ways that you could do this. Uh, and, and some ethical ways, it, like you said, um, you know, copy blogger, I think is some, or pro blogger or somebody you mentioned, uh, mentioned some ways that you can add some valuable information. So maybe what I could do is, is write in a valuable article, uh, you know, a blog post, like for, I'll give you a perfect example of, of, um, some link building. I'm a, I'm a member of 48 days.net. It is, it is a Ning.com community. Uh, and it's 48days.net, Dan Miller. And I have over there, I, I have a group called Podcasting and New Media. Now, I can actually go into a lot of communities and offer you know valuable advice and stuff like that in a lot of these different communities online. And I have the ability to put out blog posts. And really, all I, I mean, if I want to, I can create a blog post for my site and personally write it all out, type it up, make it look nice. 
And then I can actually just take that blog post. It's very valuable information. I personally handcrafted it myself. And anybody interested in the niche topic of podcasting new media may be interested in this. And I could actually have Andrea, my assistant, every time I create one of those kind of blog posts, she can go syndicate it by actually creating that as either a forum post or a blog post in all the Ning.com communities that I I participate in. And as long as that is exact is acceptable in, in normal uh, you know, operations of that site, which it definitely is in 48days.net, it, I think that is a very ethical and a very great way and a possible and a, a, a totally awesome use of your virtual assistant's uh, time. So I definitely see where you're coming from. I do not like um, uh, link building for just the purposes of just going in and, and, and ju- on, only, um, generating links back to your site uh, with all the like 48days.net I interact there as well but I could see myself you know having my virtual assistant in the future syndicate some articles out to that site but I would still make sure that I am personally involved in participating in that community at least at, at, in some degree uh, just just because my own ethical desire to to want to plug in and to to add value and not just receive value from these places. So great, great points. And uh, anybody out there who's thinking about hiring a virtual assistant, man, I'll tell you what, I think you'd do more harm to your personal brand if you were to sit there and try to just hire somebody to, to put together some, some words that quote unquote, try to trick somebody into think that you're adding value when really all you're concerned about is, is getting a link back to your site. Uh, I, I'm not too happy about it. Uh, I saw something that was very close to that on virtualassistantpodcast.com, a comment that happened recently, and uh, I don't think it was, but it, 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 it almost seemed it. Uh, in fact, I'll go here real quick and I'll read it to you. I'll go to virtualassistantpodcast.com and I'm going to go down to Odesk and I'm going to click on the comments here. And this is episode 21 of uh, Virtual Assistant Podcast. And I can tell you right now, this one is not... Uh, that, but it's RAC Nicole left a a thing here. It says, hi, this is Nicole Miller from theworker.com, formerly known as rentacoder.com. Great podcast about using virtual assistants. Like Odesk, vWorker provides access to a wide variety of skilled virtual assistants. vWorker not only offers the same features and benefits that Odesk offers, we offer a few additional perks as well. For instance, we actually analyze a virtual assistant, and it goes on and on and on. If you'd like more information about vWorker, you can listen to our CEO's blah, 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 blah. Here's his interview on TalkShoe, and here's a link to it. Thanks, NicoleMillerVWorker.com. And this is what, I actually approved it because it is on topic, and it's very, I mean, there's a very good chance that she actually listened to this episode. And that she is a, a very much commenting and that this is not, I mean, it's, it doesn't appear to have bad broken English that she's hired somebody to do this. So I went ahead and approved it. And this is what I wrote back. Nicole, thanks for the comment on the show notes here. Though it is a tad bit on the sales pitch side, I'm surprised to learn of your company's brand slash name change. I had heard a ton of great things about Renacoder. And I, uh, and let's see, it was an outlet, let's see here, and that it was an outlet I had actually considered investigating. I must say vworker.com just doesn't sound nearly as appealing as Rent-A-Coder. Uh, but perhaps your company ha- has branched out and offered more than just coding services. Either way, glad you enjoyed the show. And I was right. She did actually 
uh, want to engage as a member of the community listening to this. And she actually wrote back. She goes, you're very welcome, Cliff. And my apologies about the salesiness. Sometimes I get overexcited about VWorker. But yes, the company definitely branched out to offer more services. It has a new interface too. Hope you give it a further consideration as a freelancer. I absolutely refuse to use anything else. But anyway, so yeah, be careful. Be cautious of uh, how you are commenting. I, I, I will tell you right now, you know, listen, when I read Nicole's post, I was almost ready to not approve it. It's, it's just like, that just it, it's it's like a copy and paste almost of from a like a sales brochure and so be more conversational in your post and 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 actually you know maybe include a a a line if you're going to have your virtual assistant and she's going to participate in computers maybe your virtual assistant needs to make sure she's listening to the content of podcasts or reading you know the threaded conversations and adding some valuable stuff so i don't know Definitely good thing to think about there. All right, one last call, and this one, of course, is from Tom. Came in, I think, just today, or at least this week. Hi, Cliff. This is Tom with Goodbye Crutches, calling for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. Just calling to give you an update. Uh, I'm a little late to the podcast, but uh, made up for it on a long drive out east last weekend and listened to all 20 of the episodes there. It really spurred me on to do something I'd been thinking of for a while. And I called uh, Contemporary VA and got a call back from the Andrea and uh, got things set up. And the first thing we're going to do is uh, look at... uh, um, Shane is going to help me uh, do some copyright and also uh, uh, proofread and edit a lot of our um, our written communications. One of the feedbacks I wanted to give you is that uh, as I was talking to uh, some of the um, outsourced uh, overseas um, VAs, I uh, was really challenged uh, by they want to have a, uh, a full-time commitment of 40 hours a week. And um, just from the very beginning here, uh, just a little bit hesitant to toss everything over there and uh, have to build up the trust. So that was one of the concerns I had. But uh, things are working out great with uh, Contemporary VA and with Shane. Thanks for the podcast and all the great information. All right. Thank you very much, Tom. And I appreciate it. And I love hearing the, those of you out there who are using uh, the services of my sponsor. And I have no doubt in my mind that it's the reason why uh, they are continually renewing their contracts here to support this podcast. And so I thank you for that. Thank you, Contemporary VA. Thank you, Andrea. And uh, yeah, I, d- I definitely have heard a lot about the overseas VAs. And it seems like they want, you know, that there is a desire to get somebody that's working for you full time and Stuff like that. Now, the other side of that is that it, you know, you can get somebody for forty hours a week is at the same cost as what it would be for somebody just, you know, a, a twenty-hour retainer here in the states. So, uh, forty hours a week versus twenty hours a month. Uh, but I will say, uh, personally, you know, I love the arrangement that I have. I love having somebody here in the states, and I also love, I, I, I do love Contemporary VA. Again, I'm not saying that just because they sponsor us. I actually got them as a sponsor because I do love them. We'll be back next week. Until then, join the community.